NXT turned into a two-hour show tonight, but not in the way you think. Find out what I mean as we review NXT for the week of September 18th, 2019 on WrestleDown. Hey guys, are you ready for your hot tag? Because if you are, it's definitely time to work. Hey, the world, this is the franchise Shane Douglas telling you when to load down the best in professional wrestling. You gotta look right here at WGS TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm the Russell Gamer. Welcome back to Russell Down right here on WGS TV. Before we get to the NXT review, I, I want to make a quick announcement that Russell Down can now be heard on major podcast sites such as Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, and Spotify. So if you guys want to listen to us on Russell Down on your favorite podcasting sites, well, those three podcasting sites, you definitely can do that. But joining me on the NXT review tonight, ladies and gentlemen, you know him as the Studley Man, Ashley. Ashley, how you doing? Taking it back by that news. Holy shit. <laughs> well, tonight was the big night for NXT as they made their TV network debut. Now, to say that this move had Vince written all over it would be a Big understatement ever since AEW made the announcement of their TNT shows being on Wednesday nights. So it makes sense for Vince to do something like this to create competition. And come October 4th, I won't choose sides because I will watch and cover both shows when they happen. Several big matches. Well, that too. Uh, and also, the magic of DV also the magic of DVR too, Ash. Uh, so there are 23 other letters in the alphabet, though, so you shouldn't discriminate the other 20. Okay. <laughs> well, several big matches were announced for tonight's uh, show, including a women's fatal four-way match, a street fight, and a North American championship match, but there were some surprises, to say the least. So with that firmly in mind, let's talk about NXT. This is The opening match was a fatal four-way match to determine the new number one contender to the NXT Women's Championship as it was Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, Mia Yim, and Candice LeRae. Needless to say for the USA premiere, Ashley, fans got a first-class look at how good the women are in NXT. Absolutely. You know, as, as they rightfully should. It's one of the strongest bits, I would say, of that division. It gives a showcase. I mean, look how many of the NXT women are awesome. Oh, wait, all four. But, you know, what I'm trying to say, a lot of the women that are the mainstay of WWE now all started from NXT, so... Such as Alexa Bliss. Like we got the Iconics. Asuka, for sure. Longest reigning NXT Women's Champion. Kyrie seems also like... Yep, technically Natalia too. She did a few little bits here and there on that. Um, come to think of it, I think everybody. Nikki Cross, when she was part of Sanity. Everybody. It's like Smash. Everybody is here. Mhm. Mm All four women, especially Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie is the first ever NXT Women's Champion. 
because it's Stephanie. If you say so. All four women were in top I four. I say so. Well, you she just said, said it. Well, anyway. She says so. All she says so. All four women were in top form, but when you break it down, three of the four women involved in the match have already had a match with Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship, so the only logical choice to was to go with the woman who hasn't had the, her match yet, and that's Candice LeRae. Now, even though that... Are you trying to say that this shit was predictable? But here, here is where there's an exception to the rule, is when the execution is there. And the execution of the match was extremely well done. So I can overlook that because the match was still entertaining. Yeah. The finish of the match... <clears throat> oh, whoa, whoa. If you can watch it, that is. Yeah. That's going to be a separate article at the end. Oh, <clears throat> Definitely. Uh, the finish of the match was Candice LeRae hitting a springboard line salt on Mia Yim to pick up the win. After the match, Candice went on a big standoff with Baszler and her cronies. Ooh, I'm, I'm sorry, her entourage. And apparently now the match is set for two weeks, which I believe is October 2nd, which is also the very, which falls on the very same day that AEW is having their women's match with Nyla Rose and... Oh, I'm sorry. Her name begins with an R. Riho. Riho. Thank you. So, think about that. Up next, Cameron Grimes took on Sean Maluda. Time filler. This is all this was. It was time filler. How could this be considered time filler? It lasted seven seconds. <laughs> well, it... I'm not filler. Yeah. Needless to say, Maluda got buried like fuck. I mean, who did he piss off in the back? Yeah, but he got to make his name on the big stage, according to Triple H. Yeah, even I though... See it as, I, I see it as... So, Cameron Grimes is Hulk Hogan? <laughs> Except he dresses up like a Dollar Tree version of Cornelius Crummles? Or uh, the other one that I can't remember from Shikara. I was going to say he looked like a dime store ripoff of James Storm. <clears throat> I guess it's just a matter of perspective when it comes to that. However, Sonny Defarge. Sonny Defarge, I remembered his name. Give the credit to the Shikara guys. Cameron Grimes stole that gimmick. <laughs> Next, the NXT North American Championship was on the line as the Velveteen Dream defended the title against Roderick Strong of the Undisputed Era. And just how, just like how you guys got a showcase of how good the women are, you definitely saw what makes Patrick and Roderick special as well. Dream just oozing charisma and Strong showing the USA Network why he's known as the Messiah of the Backbreaker. Roddy repeatedly targeted the back of the Dream with a variety of different backbreakers, even at one point had Dream locked in the stronghold, but Dream was uh, would end up making it, making it to the ropes. I'm sorry, I, I worded that wrong in, in my write-up. Uh, Strong struck with the end of Heartache's backbreaker, but was unable to pin Dream. Then the Undisputed Era made their presence known. Key factor here. Key factor here. 
Because when it looked like Dream was getting set to go up for the purple rainmaker, behind the referee's back, Adam Cole would strike with a super kick, to, which sent Dream reeling into another end of heartaches by Strong to pick up the win and become the new North American champion. So now, as it stands, the Undisputed Era has all the gold in NXT, and this is how they would end the first hour of the show on the USA Network. And actually, just like I said with the Fatal 4-Way, even though it was predictable that Roderick Strong was going to be uh, the new North American champion, the execution was still there and it was still good. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt on that, for sure. So, at this point, considering that's how some of the people would have only seen because there might be some people that don't have a network. They just watched a bit on USA. Which might explain what happened later, which we'll get to in a minute. Mm-hmm. So, um... In terms of presentation, this is starting to rear its ugly head. Sadly. Don't get me wrong. The lighting is very good. Um, the the new design of a stage and where the commentators are is pretty sensible, but some of the sort of getting camera cuts every few seconds, which hasn't been on the NXT product really of Note 4, is starting to creep in, which I'm a little bit concerned for because let it be its own thing. Please, for the love of God. And then, refreshingly, I can do this. Okay. I can do this. And I can do this. Because the commentary team was perfect. Yes. Yeah. And okay, they have the awkward situation of having to do adverts because they're on USA, which I'm still not used to really. Mm -hmm. But they gelled, they flowed. Moro had some great lines, which you'd expect. Mm -hmm. Nigel was conveying the stuff. Beth was being the right sort of not annoying, which she has been when she sort of got into the role a few months back. She was conveying the stuff, you know, standing up for the faces where Nigel can obviously stand up for the heels because he's British. Um, all good villains are British, aren't they? Okay. It all, start, okay. it, it all started with Rickman. <laughs> <laughs> um, just brilliant. It continued on to the second hour, but I just want to sort of give it sort of a claim. The, the the bit that I just remember was the hop because obviously Moro's catchphrase being of Italian descent. Mamma mia. Except, no. No. Mamma mia yim. How is this like yes? Yes. Isn't that the same that I might have said that in a dream of mine? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Now, but now before we get to the second hour, should we mention some of the problems that the the WWE Network site in itself had problems? Yes. Um, <clears throat> we were both trying to watch the second hour. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for, on, 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 on my end, I... on my end, it sent me to the sign-ins uh, page three times in a row instead of have, letting me log in. Yeah. Apparently, the network went down. So when they were cope, they couldn't cope with the demand for an NXT show. Can't wait for the next WrestleMania because remember, the next WrestleMania will be coming with the will be the first on this new network. Were quite a few problems with SummerSlam. Less problems with Clash of Champions because I guess not as many people were going to see it. So I guess the next big day is Saudi. No, sorry, I was going to make a joke and say people were going to watch the Saudi show. <laughs> the next challenge, the next challenge, arguably, the next challenge is arguably Survivor Series. Yeah, and if the if the network stutters there as well, they're going to be shitting their pants when it gets to WrestleMania. Yeah. Then the people might people be actually sort of like, why isn't it working? Get me a refund, and it won't be because you know they don't like the product. It's because it don't work. Well, now on to speaking, the no. Speaking right. of a network, we might as well up here. Okay. The communication issue about NXT. It's pretty shit. Because you look at all the adverts. Two hours every Wednesday. NXT on USA starting this Wednesday at 8. Except it isn't. Because for this week and next week. Because USA has to keep showing the end of Soup. Apparently that's still a thing. Not two more episodes left of that. Well, the way they build it uh, after NXT, yeah, because um, tonight was their second to last episode, and next week will be their last episode. And I think they have a spinoff of the series, too, now. Yeah, but that's probably going to be on a different night, so. Yeah. Don't affect it. Um, so... Because obviously Tuesdays is going to become free, because... With down smack going to Fox. Oh, hang on, sorry. Down smack going to upside down Fox. Yeah. Well, you know, it was owned by an Aussie originally. I think it still is technically because that didn't happen as part of the Disney thing. So mm. Fox Channel still has to be theirs because Disney can't own it because ABC. Um, sorry, legal ramifications. Speaking of legal ramifications, though, and. Australians that own media companies. There was a big thing in the last couple of days about Sky Sports in the UK tweeting, we're not showing NXT. Which, admittedly, it is understandable because as of January, BT Sport over here will be showing it and not Sky, so why would they have the want to put the cost up of just showing it for the next, you know, eight to ten weeks, let's say, before they lose the sort of license you know well, I shouldn't say license but the the deal to be able to broadcast it and it goes to the other broadcaster 
maybe they will, you know, when they get the chance to in January. We'll hope. I don't know what they have on late at night on enough of their channels, even though I've got the service. But I know I'm doing to watch them at night unless it's UFC. Woo. So at least I'll be using it for something else. Um, <laughs> at least later, late at night. Um, but in terms of that, people in Canada could only watch the second hour because the first hour of NXT isn't syndicated on any of their networks. I don't believe it's on the score or anything. It's only because NXT was only on the network. It doesn't. So basically, anybody else that isn't in America. America. Has to wait. Has to wait 24 hours until like late Thursday, early hours of Friday, depending where you are in the world, to be able to catch the live show that was broadcast on USA. You can get away with it for these next two weeks because, of course, the suit thing is pushing the second hour onto the network, so there is something there for people to watch. But when it goes to USA outright, people are going to be in the lurch. On that front, there is still no announcement for international TV deals yet for AEW's product either. All they're saying is TNT. No news on Canada, no news on Britain, no news on anywhere else in the world. We're two weeks away. People want to know, want to be assured of the situation that's going on. So I can't be bothered to get the upside down Vince. Vince and Tony... Code whoever it is that AEW wants to send out to actually say something about it. Word needs to get out soon because it's not just American fans that are going to be the people that are interested in your product. Yeah, well, with them being like a startup company in a sense, with them being like a startup company in a sense, with them making their television network debut, would they actually have the money in a, in a budget of sorts for them to actually uh, reach out to an international crowd? Yes. The, ru the rumors are that deals have already been done, it's just they haven't been announced. They're only announcing them last minute because who the hell knows? Mm hmm. Well, well, they're trying to put together some sort of like nine ninety nine a month streaming thing, which I, I'm wondering whether might be a thing for AEW, especially considering how the Impact Plus thing just got added to Fight TV as a subscription thing where you can watch all the Impact archives from, you know, the pay-per-views from 2002 to the Impact shows from 2006. Or they can just go to Twitch and watch it on their Twitch channel for free. Not all, not all the archive. Well, it's on like twenty four seven. Yes, but that's obviously only select stuff. Hmm. If you want to watch, you know, you've got to know when it's because there's no sort of like network schedule for listing what times the stuff is on Twitch, unless it's for the special things, you know, like the watch along when it's broadcast on access but you know that that's another sort of deal for friday and whatever even if it does stays friday who knows they haven't even announced if they're doing it change anything in terms of down smack 
I don't think they will because obviously with oh my, I might as well call it the proper name now with Smackdown being two hours and going eight or ten and I believe still at the minute um, at least where it is on the Pursuit channel Impact is 10 till 12 there is no sort of problem with that at the minute however with the announcement that they're going to access TV because they bought them basically where they move to on Friday if well, if they move on Friday of course complicates the issues the weird thing is I would not be surprised if they try to go Tuesday which means you have Raw on Monday Impact on Tuesday NXT and AEW on Wednesday Beyond Wrestling doing their thing from October on Thursday and then Smackdown on Friday so we're going to have to do daily videos Billy mm -hmm. we're going to have a lot I'll to talk about break. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll get the whip. I'll get the whip for self-flagellation of. Me. I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> well, anyway, let's get to the second hour, which was on the WWE yeah. Network. The first match was Pete Dunne taking on Arturo Ruiz. Now, unfortunately, I don't know much about Mr. Arturo. Sad to say, but from what I saw from him tonight, actually, he did look pretty impressive. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember who that was before he got changed. Um, before he amalgamated to a different man. Uh, let me have a quick look. Uh, oh, he's Brazilian. Oh, the former Adrian Jaude. Oh, he's actually only been at the Performance Center, so he doesn't really have any history. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Which I actually have I have no problem with, because, you know, he's been... You know, he's got two pages on Cage Match, which says something. Um, he's been doing NXT house shows since July of 2016. So he's been there for three years doing his stuff. He does have a t-shirt um, on WWE been... Shop from what I saw. Yeah, but everybody has now. Yeah. Which looks like... Take fucking clip art from Microsoft Word on Windows 95 and stick it on a bloody shirt. And selling it for $30, too. That's the part that pisses me off. You have, a, you have what looks like a $10 shirt for 30 bucks. WWE, are you fucking kidding me here? Is worth noting as well. I'm just looking. Um, he has been on the last sets of uh, Evolve shows, so I don't know whether he's wrestling this weekend as well. Hmm. But he has been on quite a lot of the Evolve shows since uh, he had an appearance in October 2018. But he's been on every single numbered show since Evolve 123. Which was the weekend of show, the two weekend shows that they did right before, um, Mania weekend. I want to say this Full about proof the oh, is WWE's, oh, sorry, NXT's developmental now. I want to say this about the Bruiser Weight. He has this unique talent of making me say, ouch, 
repeatedly whenever I'm watching any of his matches. Whether it's from his strikes oh, really? or the joint manipulations he does in the ring. Really? Bend, bending somebody's fingers back? Mm. Ruiz, I'll give him credit. He had some good strikes of his own. He looked good in the match, but it wasn't enough. As the finish of the match was Pete Dunne bending the fingers of Ruiz back in a submission. And all I'm going to say here, Ash, is ouch, 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 and ouch. Yeah. Makes me want to grab my finger brace right now, if you know what I mean. Probably. Oh, up next, it was Zia Lee taking on Aaliyah, who had Vanessa Bourne in her corner. Now, for those of you who know me, and have been following the channel for some time now, you know I have a weakness for Asian women. I think there's a big fat <laughs> duh could be applied here. Now, I have seen several of Zia's matches before, especially when she was in the Mae Young Classic. The only reason I know Aaliyah is because I have her as a neon card on WWE Supercard. Now, with that, <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> sadly, now with that being said, this <laughs> was not one of their better matches. Zia had a springboard botch in the corner, and I believe, from the way it looked to me, that she didn't get a good enough bounce off the middle rope to get up to the top for the second leap. Zia still had some good kicks, catching Aaliyah with a spin kick and then a windmill kick on her to pick up the win. But like I said, we've seen Zia Lee before have some really good matches, and sadly tonight, this was not one of them. Maybe it's because they've all got generic t-shirts. <laughs> oh, God. For 30 bucks. Yeah, like we're going to pay 30 bucks for that, WWE. Now, now, I'm trying to think whether you've missed something. Uh, as far as I know, no, not yet, because we were on the verge of seeing Kushida yes. in, in action. Because he was originally yes. scheduled to take on someone named Denzel Dejanet. I hope I'm saying his name correctly. But he would end up getting surrounded and taken out by NXT UK's Imperium faction. Then out would come the WWE United Kingdom Champion, All Hail Volter, to proclaim that they are Imperium and that they believe the mat is sacred, and then spoke something in German before Kushida came out and said that this was his time and now that he had a problem with Walter and the Imperium faction. So now one has to wonder, Ash, if we're going to see Kushida being pushed towards the United Kingdom Championship. I mean, it's a weird direction, but... Okay. Um... So I'm just trying to look at Denzel DeJourney. Um... From North Carolina. Uh... Amateur wrestler finished high school 27 and 8 record for attending Appalachian State University, where he placed eighth 
in the NCAA heavyweight division in 2017. Qualified three times for the NCAA championships and piled a 113 to 35 win loss. Uh, got signed by WWE last July and has been doing house shows and the like mainly for the last year or so. I believe it's the first time he's shown up on TV, but to be basically cannon fodder, he did a perfectly good job. Yeah, but needless to say, the appearance of Walter and Imperium was quite a shock to everyone tonight. Yes. Especially because, you know, he did say how he didn't want to be located out of uh, America. The guy right here, the guys. Sound, the guy right here. From, from, from the way it sounds, he is uh, going to be there every bloody week, seemingly, because of the whole, you know, uh, Imperium... This is about making it look professional. And this guy doing with his whole waving and stuff, that is not professional. Hmm. We will, we will take care of the unprofessional. So, like, so, I guess that explains what happens later on the night, but at that rate, he hates Velveteen Dream. Um, God. Volta versus Heavy Machinery just oh. comes to mind now. In a... Please put that on pay-per-view. Maybe on one of the adult channels. Oh, God. That's going to be a hot fight. Oh, my head hurts now. Up next, it was a number... Oh, Jesus. It was a number one contendership match for the Cruiserweight Championship as Oni Lorcan took on a returning Leo Rush. Now, for those of you who remember, Rush was the little midget who talked for Lashley for months ago because apparently Lashley couldn't get himself over as a heel on his own. Anyway, uh, Lorcan and Rush gelled beautifully in this match. I mean, Rush for being gone as long as he was, he showed no signs of ring rust. Lorcan was as hard-hitting as ever in this one, even with that jump start he had at the beginning with, of the match with that running blockbuster. Lorcan's main focus... This was a CCW match. Yeah, to a degree. This is what well, it was. I, should, I shouldn't say CCW because then people just think of death-style yeah. hardcore match. Yeah, yeah like Nick Keep fucking Gage. Both of them, along with Gulak, came out of CCW. Hell, Gulak for quite a while was trainer at CZW's dojo, so he may have he may have had a little bit of training off here and there. You know, Leo Rush is their answer to Joey Janela, considering the feud that they had as well. You know, it was Joey Janela. It was Joey Janela's push of Leo Rush off the ladder, but Leo no sold. That maybe probably got him hired by Hunter. <clears throat> well, as far as this match goes, Lorkin's main focus was on the leg of Leo Rush, locking on a half crab multiple times, and even transitioned into an STF, but couldn't get Rush to tap out. Lorkin would attempt another running blockbuster, but Leo countered into a standing Spanish fly, 
and followed it up with a frog splash, which kind of resembled RVD's five-star frog splash, to Orny Lorcan to pick up the win and become the new number one contender to the Cruiserweight Champion. But will this match happen on 205 Live or NXT? <clears throat> 205 Live, in theory, is only a week left that we know of. Because whether it's going to continue when it moves to Fox on Friday night, we don't know. Well, considering we had a number one contendership match for the Cruiserweight title on NXT, would that be any kind of an indicator that they might use NXT for the Cruiserweights? I'd have thought so. <clears throat> That's the wide standing room about it all. But to, the, the pick of 205 Live will get amalgamated into spots here and there for sort of filler, if you want to call it that, for uh, the main the main card every week. Although with the amount of storylines that are already going on NXT, that's just going to make things even complicated. Speaking of complicated. The main event was a street fight as Matt Riddle took on Killian Dane and didn't take long for this fight to spill to the outside of the ring. Before you knew it, they were both in the crowd. Dane would strike with a kendo stick and a senton as they continued the fight to the backstage area where we saw various people, including the Forgotten Sons, before they made their way outside where the truck was and for some odd reason, a table. There was garden furniture there. Yeah. Two other guys. And Volta in a t-shirt because apparently he lost his tracksuit the 45 minutes since the start of the bloody show on the network. And then just like that, Walter and company got involved with the fight. Then the Street Profits showed up. And then pretty much the entire locker room for the evening were mixing it Ethereum, up. Cotton Sons, uh, Pete, other people. Pete Dunn. Remember. Pete Dunn was there. Yeah, but other people. Other people that I can't remember. I remember seeing them on Twitter saying the show ended with this person standing tall. And it's like, this is somebody that I think maybe has had four NXT matches over the past few years on television. And they're suddenly there. Like, were you just there to sort of get an attention? Because then it somehow got to back to the ringside. And then the brawl went to ringside as well. And then officials started coming out and holding Riddle and Dane apart. And I'm going, this is a street fight. What are we doing? Oh, wait. Kevin Dunn might be reducing the television side of it. So by default, we have to have a Nitro ending. <laughs> I mean, and street fight ending in a no contest makes no sense. And ending nine minutes early when they're on the network and they don't have any time restriction. It it really it really boggles the mind when you think about it. I mean, how can a street fight end in a no contest? Why end the show nine minutes early like that? It doesn't make any sense. Why they couldn't have more of a brawl that just kept going on and sort of kept going on? As if to say it was even lost even more control than it already had. It's weird. 
they literally did the they did the opposite of what they did on Raw with the whole distorting the Firefly Funhouse graphic. That went on for too long when it should have been shortened. Fight backstage should have kept going rather than oh no, let's press the pause button here because we need to do something for social media. And then, <laughs> and then what? William Regal's William Regal's announcement. For those of you who don't know, after. They went off the air. William Regal came out and had That's this enough. Had, had this to say. This street fight will continue next week on USA. And I'm going to give you both some incentive. Because the winner will face Adam Cole in an NXT championship match. Now, if they were smart, they would have ended the show like that. They would have included Regal's announcement of the, uh, the the street fight now becoming a number one contendership match for the NXT Championship. That would have been a on perfect USA. way on USA. It would have, yeah, and it still would have made a a better way to end the show than what they did. I mean, I don't know what else to think. But speaking of that. Let's go to overall score and thoughts. Ever since the news broke out about their USA Network debut, NXT was advertised as being a two-hour show. That wasn't the problem. The problem I think many people have had, as we discussed earlier in the review, is how they chose to work it, with the first hour being on the USA Network and the second hour being exclusively on the WWE Network. Suits, get the fuck off TV. Be that as it may, the first hour was great. The women's fatal four-way match was a strong opening. The North American Championship match did what it needed to do. Pete Dunne makes me want to grab my finger brace. Seeing Walter and Imperium was a nice surprise. Don't judge Zia Lee from her performance tonight. Leo Rush and Orny Lorcan were fantastic, and the ending to the street fight left a bitter taste in my mouth. Overall score of NXT tonight gets a 3.5 out of 5, with best match of the night going to the women's Fatal 4-Way match, with worst match of the night sadly going to Zia Lee and Aaliyah. I still think Zia is a great performer, but she was not at her best tonight. Ash, over to you. Overall score and thoughts? I was going to sort of give it a f But then the ending to the whole two-hour thing happened. So it was going to go down to five. <clears throat> but then I have to pull it down another half because of lack of communication over... The show airing how it did in America, uh, and the fact that international audiences are screwed and have to watch, despite the fact, you know, a lot of people in the UK like Killian Day. A lot of people fucking love Volta. Mm. Me and Matthew must be like, oh. <laughs> we're like that guy in the what is it, Turkish Spider-Man that's just. <laughs> that meme. I think it's Turkish. It's Turkish Superman. All I know is this is guy with an afro gun. 
epitomizes me, me and Matthew's thoughts about Volta. Um, so overall, I thought it delivered. It's showing good signs that AEW is going to have to make sure that they've got just as good a product when we actually get to when they go head to head. Because as it stands, I'm going to have two feeds open. One with AEW, maybe on the tablet, and the other with uh, a feed, because WWE doesn't decide to provide international ways of watching the thing live. You bastards. Um, <laughs> I don't know who to blame for that one. I don't know. I don't know which side to hold up. <laughs> Well, guys, that's been our thoughts on NXT tonight. What we want to know from you guys out there, everyone out there right now who are watching this either on YouTube, Twitch, or listening to us on a podcast site, we definitely want to know what you guys think. What are your overall scores of NXT? What are your picks for best and worst match of NXT tonight? We definitely want to hear what you guys have to say. Be sure to put your comments in the comment section below. If you guys like this video, be sure you slam that like button. Like a champ, and if you guys want to see more of Russell Down right here on WGS TV, you know the two ways you got to do it. You got to leg drop the subscribe button for Walter and hit that bell icon to turn on the notifications so that way you guys will never miss out. No, you should not. Just, just for health and safety, you probably shouldn't try and leg drop Volta. No, don't leg drop Walter. Don't leg drop Walter. He'll, he'll chop the living shit out of you. Don't, don't, don't do that to Walter. But anyway, guys, from the Studley Man, Ashley, I'm your friendly neighborhood wrestling gamer, reminding all of you guys out there to just stay awesome. Bye, guys! Oh, shit, it's upside down. <laughs> or rush it. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs>